Welcome to the Dynacast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Dynamax. 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 One more time. Dynamax. All right, that's pretty good. All right, great, great. Ready when you are. Good evening, everybody. Here's our Dynamax podcast number three coming to you from Westbrook, Maine. We're going to start tonight with our uh, weekly announcements, some reminders to people, tell you what's going on. I'm here with Matt Strong. Our super talented producer. I'm Matt Israelson, and I want to remind everybody about the uh, fast approaching push pull. I think we're down about five weeks, everybody. So I hope you're training. Hope What's you're the exact strong. date on that one again? That's August 5th. It's right here, and if I'm not mistaken, we're about five weeks out. Great. So we wish everybody strong training. Hope everybody's healthy and ready to go, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, it should be a big one. So that's where that is. Uh, the last couple of weeks during our announcements, we forgot a couple of things, Matt. So I wanted to take a chance to. Uh, yeah, we, sh- we forgot a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our own Scott Blanchard, who uh, competed at our meet in May, uh, put up a, a 22-25 total, which in Maine, I think he might be the fifth guy to to do that. To break two grand? Uh, no, twenty-two. To break twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, and and he's in some pretty good company because. Uh, if anybody wants to Google any names, Ernie Hackett was a guy from Waterville who was up in that area. And there, and you could probably just go from there on the total and see about the state of Maine and that particular number, 2,200 plus. So it's uh, it's pretty rare company. So anyway, congratulations to Scott. And I, we're just going to let you know where he landed with each of his lifts and his total. So in the 242-pound class in the country, and this is geared, this is uh, in geared lifting, with his... 903 squat that puts him at number eight wow. in the country. Everybody's wild, so he's in he's in there with some very, very good lifts almost four times Lifters. body weight. Correct. Uh, his bench press in the country, he is at number 19 with that 617 that I know you saw, Matt. Yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy. It just helped add it to that total and get him over the 22 mark that he wanted. His deadlift is uh, number eight, and it was. 705, if I'm not mistaken, let me just double check. 705, which uh, Scott it was happy with it, but he and he knows he can do more because he has. I saw him do 725 right here in the gym. What did he? Wasn't his last pull only like we was in the 600s? And he made 683 in uh, New or, uh, Rhode Island, I think. Yeah. So uh, he's going to focus. Actually, he and I are going to focus on that lift. I think together. Deadlift. Yeah, we're both going to try to. And anyway. Just to finish out his day, and that 22, actually 22.26. Sorry, everybody. I thought it was 22.25. Oh, that extra pound. He that would have called you out on that. We all want those. Number nine in the country. So That's for the total. That's his total. In Across every federation for gear. From what game. I can tell from these results that got sent to me by um, one of the guys we train with, uh, it looks like all the federations. That are geared. That right, are I mean, gear. there's XPC on there. Uh, as far as I can tell, I see an XPC right there. Yep. So he obviously did an APF, and he's number nine with a 2226. Mm-hmm. Trains right here with us. And uh, congratulations, Scott. Sorry we're late. Yeah, congrats. And if you've ever lifted at one of Maddie's meets at Fournier's or the Christmas meet, you've definitely seen Scott. He's the head judge. He looks a little scary, but he's an approachable guy. He's helped me with my deadlift. Wonderful guy. Yep. So, yeah. congrats, Scott. Yeah. Nice, nice lifting. We're sorry, we're sorry we forgot this. It was sitting right in front of us, and my fault. So, anyway, there yeah, you go, Scott. We're new to the podcasting yeah, thing. This it's is, a little yeah. overwhelming. Give us, yeah, give us a week or two. All right, Maddie. So, I think we've got some uh, we got some questions here. Okay. And I'm going to read them to you, and I'm, I'm hoping that you can answer. This is from some of our listeners, and email to you uh from some of uh, the people who train here that okay. listen to the podcast. Let's see what we got. All right. Looks like we got uh, we got three or four questions here. Um, all right. First one, dear Dynamax. 
I hired a trainer recently to help me with my powerlifting goals. I'm probably what you would call an intermediate or even still a beginner. I've got six meets in three years of training. Anyways, he has me adding 5 to 15 pounds per lift per week. I'm to do this for nine weeks. Will this work for me? I've been stuck on all of my lifts for four months now, and that's from Ed in Brunswick. Okay. All right, Ed. Let's take a look at that. It's what I guess we'd call progressive overload training, and it was used a long time ago. A lot, that's how a lot of the programs were. I know when I got into this, uh, that's if I asked one of the older lifters, that's what he'd give me. He'd give me something. He'd give me something along those lines that added weight every week to each lift, and then you hoped you made it to the meet and didn't weren't and, and didn't hurt yourself, and that your lifts were there. Unfortunately, Ed. It's probably not going to work. What I might recommend to you, since you have nine weeks, your coach or trainer gave you a perfect amount of weeks for you to take and do three little mini peaks. I think that would work well for you. So if you want to, if you want to add 15 pounds to your squat over the next two weeks, and then see if you might have a single in you, you should be fine. On your fourth week, you're going to need to back it off and take a workout at perhaps 70% of what you were doing and get yourself three or four or five doubles. The following week, if you want to add 15 pounds again to what you did on week three, that would be okay. That would be acceptable. The following week, I'd probably have you reduce again, back down into the 70%, maybe to 80%, two, three, four, maybe five doubles. If you're following me, Ed, you can see you could take that right through to week eight. And then on week nine, I'd have you at maybe 50%. Now, if I've confused you, you know how to reach me. So go ahead and text me or, excuse me, email me back, and I'll clarify that. But if you, can, if you folks are listening, you can see that we took them through three mini peaks over nine weeks. So your, your coach did one thing right. He gave you the right amount of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, I don't know that I recommend you training that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, you think about adding 5 to 15 pounds per lift per week. I mean, 5 times 9 is 45 pounds. To add 45 pounds to any lift, especially for someone who's got, I mean, I would consider uh, if he's got six meets and three years of training, he's relatively experienced in this day and age. You know, most people. For now, he, he is. You know, and he, we, don't know, we don't know if you're working hands-on with your coach. I don't know if that's an a, uh, online coach. So I'm not sure about that. And I don't want to tell you not to do something. But since you wrote in, uh, the other thing I might, say to, I might ask you is to let us know if you have access to boxes, to any bands or chains so that we could. Uh, change your those peaks even more with some accommodating resistance. So Matt, this is something that um, you know working with percentages is common for all powerlifting programs and all probably all strength strength sports. What are you basing your fifty percent of what is that your best meat lift, your best gym lift, the goal what you want to hit? Like what what would you base it off of for for Ed? Well, for Ed, that fifty percent was just that last week. Right, but fifty percent of what? Fifty percent of what he hit on his last little mini peak. Okay. All okay, right. So, so it's not what he got at the last meet. No. It's no. what it's whatever he was doing the at the last peak. Right. And I'll tell you why because I would hope what I just told him would get him well beyond what he did in his last meet. Okay. Gotcha. So that's where I got the fifty percent, and then this the sixty and seventy came from each little third week mini peak. Okay. All right. Great. So again, Ed, give us give me a call. My number's on the website. If that wasn't clear. And I can I can I can route you right through that whole thing. Yeah, no, and, you know, and I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think nine weeks. I mean, nine to twelve weeks is probably a pretty popular uh, length of time for a, you know a quote powerlifting cycle. It, it's it's perfect. Yeah, any of those lengths are fine as long as you know how to break it into those short peaks so that you can attain what you're trying to do. If you're gonna add between five and fifteen pounds to each lift, you're you're not the goals are not going to be attainable. They might one time. Maybe. Right. In the beginning, Maybe. I think I could see it, perhaps, but if you, you got the right genetics and the right build and the right attitude. Beyond that, you're, you're going to be hurt or burned out, or, and you're not going to want to lift on meat day. Only because I've done it. Yeah. And, and just let me add, anybody else that heard that program, the, the revised program I just gave them, that wants it, again, just email in. The, the address is on the site, and my phone number is on the site. So if you want that peaking program, 
just let me know. Yeah, free powerlifting programming is hard to find nowadays, so I think people uh, ought to take that offer up. All right, this is, we got Shirley from Cape Cod. Okay, Cape Cod. um, Dear podcast, I'm new to powerlifting. I'm doing all my workouts. I never miss a workout, and I've cleaned up my diet too. I'm wondering what supplements I should be taking to optimize my performance. Again, that was Shirley from Cape Cod. All right, Shirley. That's a broad question, so let's break down the supplements. I think you ought to look at supplements like this. They come in two forms. They're either the, the stuff you take for your health, like the micronutrients, the vitamins, A, B, C, D, minerals, uh, fish oil, things like that, or the supplements that are out there that supposedly will improve your performance. Maybe creatine, um, maybe some of the pre-workout stuff. So think of the supplements in two categories. Uh, health Stuff for your health, stuff for performance. That's the way I'd look at that. Now, if you want to know what to use for performance, there aren't, there aren't many, unfortunately. There's plenty of hype, as we've all seen. You've seen it, Matt. Oh, yeah, of course. This will add, ten, you know, 15% to this. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Or add 20 pounds of mass. Yeah. The, you know, you walk into any GNC, any sort of uh, supplement. I mean, and the thing that's the worst thing about that, too, is the marketing is so in your face. And you're looking at this gigantic bag of mystery powder that costs $95, and each scoop is 3 bucks. Yeah. You kind of start figuring, well, how... And you, you look at the people that work there, and they're swearing by it. You know, it start, you start to think, how couldn't it work? So... Correct. So... If you want to know what I might, I might, I don't recommend too much beyond creatine. This is performance now. Mm-hmm. Creatine, maybe some glutamine or glutamine, however you want to say it, for recovery purposes, and maybe a couple of the pre-workout uh, drinks that are out there that aren't loaded with stimulants, because they, they, you know, they can they can sharpen your awareness a little bit and give you a better workout. Uh, beyond that, I I would be very careful what I bought and what I bought into. Yeah, and if I had to give any advice for Shirley, when you see the word supplement, it's exactly that. It is to supplement Correct. your diet. And if you are, you know, extra sore, if you can't recover from your workouts, if you can't get that extra little oomph to get you into the gym, maybe you take the pre-workout, maybe you take the creatine, um... But what I've what I've seen from my experience is that a lot of times, I could be given you know I could give you corn powder and tell you that this is Super Pump ninety eight, mm-hmm. and just because I told you that I took it and I'm all fired up, mm-hmm. now you're going to get the placebo effect. Exactly. So, yep. I'm someone who I've been I took pre workout for like seven years straight, mm-hmm. and for the first time in probably. Since I started lifting weights, I'm kind of purging. I, I haven't been taking any supplements other than just I've been. I drink coffee before I right. before I work out. So just caffeine, a little, just we, a little caffeine. We can, we can put caffeine in that performance category. Right, it's a stimulant. Yes, there's definitely you know studies that show that it will help you, but I don't think that you should become if it if you start taking a supplement and you run out and now you're not going to the gym because you don't have that supplement, that supplement is not going to help you. No. It's doing more bad than good because it's all in your head at that point. It's become a psychological kind of a crutch for you. But Mm -hmm. now, uh, on the health side, you know, I don't, I would, I use a multivitamin. I add a little extra C. I add a little, uh, a lot of times I'll add a few extra minerals and then, I have, you know, t- you can take your choice on this health supportive stuff like fish oil. It, it's all out there. I don't have to tell everybody that. Mm-hmm. If you want some other stuff and you, it's good for this, uh, if you have a, a certain health problem, whatever it might be, the fish oil is supposed to be good for your heart. And you can find men have their stuff for men's prostate, their stuff for women's hormonal. So that all comes under more of a health category. And then the other stuff like creatine. Now, I do like branch chain aminos. Not just straight up aminos, just the branch chains. And that's BCAAs for those folks that aren't familiar with that. (laughs) Yes, BCAAs, you see them everywhere. So I drink a little bit in a powder form. And then uh, when we're having a heavy workout, like a deadlift, uh, squat slash deadlift on the same day, I'll take a few extra in between lifts. So that's an intro workout. That's what I'll take some pre. Okay. And then in between lifts, I'll take another handful because they can kind of trick you into not being so tired. Interesting. Yeah. It's leucine, isoleucine, and valine. Those are the three. Okay. 
Yeah, so the one thing that I would leave you with, Shirley, as far as supplement goes, um, I would always, you know, we're in the information era. If you are truly concerned about what supplements you should be taking, I wouldn't just go off of what one person has said. Right. I would call people, ask people, you know, you might call GNC and hear that this uh, BCAA is the uh, best thing to ever happen. You call the next guy who sells a different product and he's going to tell you something different because ultimately yeah. they're trying to make a buck. Correct. Uh, so always, you know, always question. I think that Correct. that is, and what works really well for you might work a lot differently for me. You know, and yep. there's a lot of things that, you know, age, body weight, overall, you know, I take a vitamin D supplement because I work in an office. I meant to mention that too. I work in an office, you know, eight hours, 10 hours a day. And that comes under our health side. Right, exactly. Our side. Right, exactly. But that is something that I have determined over time that is good for me. Now, if you are a lifeguard, you don't need to take a vitamin D supplement. I don't yeah, care what. you're in the sun. Right, exactly. I don't care what, you know, the next Arnold looking person has told you. Yeah. You know, you got to always find what. You know, you are a unique machine, and you got to find out what different type of, you know, it's almost like a fuel additive. You know, what uh, what mm -hmm. else do you need to really optimize that performance in your health? What point well taken. Yeah. I will stand, there are a couple that I stand by, though, and, and creatine is one, when used properly. I don't, we don't do a lot of loading with it. Do you take creatine before you work I take out? It, I drink or? it while I'm training. Okay. Okay. Because that's something I've never taken before, and I know it's very popular. You can try some anytime you want. I might try. I might take you up on that. Anytime you like. So I sip a little bit of that. I stand by it. I don't load it. If you do any reading, you'll find some. some what do the, you mean by loading it? Well, if you go online or you check some of the companies, they'll recommend, you know, three doses or four doses a day of it. Jesus. So, so like, you know, like breakfast, lunch, dinner? Correct. And they call it a loading loading phase. And mm -hmm. I think that's when the, I think some of the younger kids have gotten in trouble with it. Hey, I've heard that you get dehydration you issues. You get dehydration because it, it, it sucks a lot of uh, water away from where it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So you can cramp. You can get kidney trouble. Uh, my main use that I recommend for anybody is just a little bit prior to training, or actually, I'll sip it during training. Right. I'll stand by branch chain aminos and uh, some of the milder uh, pre-workout drinks. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. I'm going to give a quick plug here, and uh, these guys have not paid me to do this, but I've been taking uh, wrecked pre-workout when I was taking it. It's yep. by Sicy Sports, yep. local guys. And there's no proprietary blend. So for those who don't know, a proprietary blend is basically where they list the ingredients, but they don't list the quantity of the ingredients. Or they might just simply call it a proprietary blend. And that means that, you know, the word proprietary is basically trade secret. So that's when you got to really start questioning. You know, if you see a creatine with a proprietary blend, there's a good chance that 90% of that is fluff. It's cut. Yeah. And you're not going to get your money's worth out of it. So when a company has the guts, if you will, to put everything in the exact quantity on their product, that's how you know you're going to be getting a good product. And I've been getting great results with Rekt. I'm uh, not taking it right now just because I, I wanted to take supplements out of my diet and uh, out of my training for a little bit. I'm going to be bringing it back on. Uh, but if you're looking for a good one, Rekt pre-workout, I would definitely recommend. And again, they did not pay me to say that. I paid full price. And you don't get jittery or anything? No. Okay. It's definitely, uh, it has a... You know, there's, you see people, uh, there's people in here who take, you know, uh, mm -hmm. caffeine pills yes. and, like, you know, stimulants out the ass. Yes. And uh, that is not really what makes Rekt good. Rekt has, uh, like, nootropics in it, which okay. is brain health. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking mostly bro science here, so I apologize if you do know, if you're more deep into the supplement world. But I get a good focus. And for me, that is as valuable as a, a you know, air quote, a pump that you get from... A pre-workout. Yeah, you get heightened awareness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it must have taurine. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So it sounds like a decent one. Yep. And so there, I, I don't know if anybody realized there's not many I stand by as far as performance-based. I only mention a couple because that's about all I believe in. Mm -hmm. And you can read all the labels you want and all the promises, but be careful, folks. Yeah. I will do another, uh, another plug. Uh, I came into the gym pretty hungry today. My uh, my normal pre-workout banana was a little squished in my lunchbox, so I didn't quite get the carbs that I needed. I was feeling a little depleted. I went into your fridge, grabbed one of your protein shakes. Oh, power the, protein? Yeah, and uh, it was great. It, I was able to carry through my workout. I probably would have 
dragged a lot of ass otherwise. It so. doesn't have a lot of sugar, but it, I don't know how it gives me energy or gives you energy too, but it does. Yeah, no, because I, it's low sugar. It's very low sugar, and it's the right amount of protein. It's the right amount of stuff, if you will, to yeah. get you. It's not too much. It's you know, we're not. You're not trying to gain six pounds in six minutes with this stuff. It's just. A, it's just what you need. It's a supplement. I supplemented it's, my diet with that today because I did not. You eat. didn't get what you needed. Exactly. That gave it to you. Um, anybody wants to come in and try one, folks? If you're new here, it's on the house. There you go. It's our 21 gram protein drink. It's it's powdered. It's in our cooler, but it is not mixed, so it's not going to spoil on you. It's stable. You add the ice water or whatever you want to add. Yeah, I and, mixed uh, it with chocolate milk chocolate for the milk. last one, too, because I wanted a little extra. So he got about 30 grams of protein out of that. Yeah. And a lot of carbs from the sugar. But so, thanks for the plug. Yeah, no problem. It's, yeah, it's a good good product. All right. It looks like we got another one. This another person question. was uh, this person was too uh, embarrassed to state their name, okay. so they're just going to go in as confused in confused New Hampshire. Confused in New Hampshire. All right. All right. All right, confused. You're, when, you, when we get done, you won't be. All right. All right. So... Mr. Confused, New Hampshire. Hey, guys. How many meats should I do per year? My coach says, do as many as I feel like. All right. What do you think about that one, Matty? I don't think he gave you the best advice. That's probably why you're confused. Because if you've done as many as you felt like last year, you probably don't feel too good. Maybe, Maybe you did. If you did five, you don't feel good. I can tell you that. So maybe two in a year, maybe three. But if you if you think about... 12-week training programs, there's 36 weeks mm-hmm. of, of training resulting in a peak. Right. So you're asking a lot from your body. Plus a deload. And you're asking a lot. Plus a meat week. But you know what else you're asking a lot of is your head. Mm. It's just hard to get up again and again and again. So three meats is pushing it. And, and it doesn't matter if you're young or old. I'm going to tell you that maybe two meats a year might be a better idea. Mm-hmm. If you're young... Uh, and you want to try some bench onlys or some push pulls added to your full meat, maybe an extra push pull and an extra bench only. But two full meats in a year, I think, is, is pushing it. And Matt, you know what it feels like after a full meat. Oh, yeah, you're tough. You feel like you've been in a car wreck. Uh, totally, absolutely. So, um, to, 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 and I don't know if, if Mr. Confused Coach told him five is okay, but that's be like being in five car wrecks. Yeah. So. And now I think uh, you know I'm a young competitor. I've I've only let's see this. I'm basically coming off my rookie year of powerlifting. I've got three or four meets in my belt or something like that. And one thing that I found a little bit beneficial of ha- where you have kind of the less formal meets like the Christmas meets and the push pulls mm-hmm. is you just get used to co- being a competitor. That's a really good point. Um, I think that you know when you when you show up at the meet, you're not going to see everyone you know. You're going to see a lot of unfamiliar faces. You're going to see a lot of strong, Mm -hmm. strong people. You're going to see girls warming up with your third attempt. Mm -hmm. You're going to to be put in a very uncomfortable place, and you should be uncomfortable. Um, But you need to be able to understand how to perform with that discomfort. Uh, Yeah. What you do is you take that as long as you can – as long as you can – deal with that you take it and you use it to your advantage i never got better till i started going to nationals and once i did everything started to get better i wouldn't you know i'd usually get destroyed mm-hmm. but i learned then i go to the next one i got a little better i learned some more i talked to this guy talked to that guy before you know it you're staying in touch with people i started t- staying in touch with people all over the world never mind the country mm-hmm. and getting you know they and i might give them some advice but you start picking up little bits here, little bits there, and you become a better lifter. If you stay around wherever you live and just keep dominating, yeah, you'll keep dominating here. Absolutely. Um, I think on the opposite side of that, I think it's very important to compete if you're training for powerlifting. Because if you're not training, if you're training for powerlifting and then you kind of chicken out of the meat, or maybe your last meat didn't go so well, <clears throat> so you don't want to show up, you're really just doing a disservice to yourself. I yeah. think that, uh, you know, I mean, I was like this for a long time. I trained, you know, quote, powerlifting. I wanted to squat a lot. I wanted to bench a lot. I wanted to deadlift a lot. But I never, I just, I thought that I wasn't a competitive person. Mm-hmm. I put myself in that discomfort. I forced myself to come here. I put myself in that uncomfortable place. I competed. And now, 
the next I'm looking forward to my next meet, you know, and that's how I operate at this point. You get a little uh you know, it's almost it's a little bit of a high being on that platform. It, it yeah, and I think a lot of people say that's just not for me. I just urge them to try it once cuz I think 9 out of 10 people get a, get bitten by the bug. You get the bug. And that is you, the you turn. You just want to go again. Yeah. But there's there is a there is a the the, the folks that just don't like it. Right, but they're they're not that many. I just urge them to give it one try, even if they try our Christmas meat, or or I uh, maybe a push pull to yeah, start. Start with a push pull. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's a really good way to to start a a really another chapter in your life because this, is, as you know, kind of takes over for a while. It totally does. Um, you know, you your work that's what you're working for. You know, you're not thinking about. When's my next holiday party? Oh. When uh, when am I taking PTO time? Yeah. You're thinking, you how know. am I going to work my training around that holiday party? Yeah, exactly. And you know, well, Christ, I'm going to uh, man, I got to get my car registered the same uh, same That's month. A squat that, day. Yeah, it's a squat day, man. I'm going to have to. This is going to be tough to figure out. And it's funny how your priorities switch. It, it really changes things. I mean, it's not for everybody, you know. Uh, I probably took it a step too far, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would urge anybody is. When they go, I heard you say maybe you're not a competitor. I heard, in fact, I just told this last young fellow you saw me training. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about the push pull and beating. You know, I said just think about attaining the the numbers we talked about, and don't worry about anybody else. See if you can make those goals. All right. You know, maybe down the line you want to win. We'll see who's there. I know right now I read a lot of stuff on the internet how you have to win. It's no good to even lift if you don't win and. Uh, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, yeah. This is just, it just makes me nauseous after a while. Mm-hmm. Just train, do what you can, push yourself as hard as you can, and and try to beat your numbers. Mm-hmm. If you have already done a meet, try to beat the last numbers. Yep. If you end up beating someone else, good. Yep. All right. Um, I got uh, so it, the and the first question from Ed. Um, we talked a little bit about um, you know online coaching. Um, and one thing that I had a question for you about was, you know, really the difference between online coaching or, uh, I'm sorry, coaching versus programming. So forget online coaching. I'm talking about having a coach, a person that you come to, you talk to, you look at them in the face, and they're the person that you, that tells you what to do versus a, someone who does online programming you send them a check, or you hit them on PayPal or Venmo yeah. or whatever, yeah. and they send you a spreadsheet. Correct. And guess what? You're not the only one with that spreadsheet. Um, so I guess it's like wh- it's to like you as press. exactly you know as a as a coach, how why would you think that it's important to have a coach versus someone to just do your programming? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I deduce from all of it because I talked to somebody that uh, got an online coach. And it was an older, an older fella, and I think what he did is he explained all his issues to his prospective. Oh, no, the guy. I think he, he ended up hiring him, explained everything to him. He, and I'm taught when I say older, I mean older than me. Mm-hmm. Hired him, and then uh, he didn't get back what he told. In other words, he didn't get back what he told him. He got back a program. It was a good, solid program, but it didn't take into consideration the age. And the, the things that they had talked about. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't blame the I don't blame the coach on the other end. Right. The guy the guy talked to him and didn't have to pay him. Right. Nobody made him do it. But I just I think maybe if you can't spend at least one workout with a coach, it's got to be difficult. Right. Absolutely. And you know, even with video these days, it's got to be. Totally, because be if you if I if you're my online coach and I send you a video of my top set for the day, that's all you're seeing. All you're seeing is the top set, right? right? Yeah. You're seeing whatever squats I decided to send to you. Uh-huh. You're not watching me warm up. There's so many other pieces, and you know. So let's you you talked about an older fellow. Let, let's do a hypothetical situation of okay. a younger fellow yep. who said, you know, that's you know, you know, tires to the pavement. Let's go. I'm yep. ready to be a powerlifter. Okay. I'll do whatever it takes. Yep. And I'm going to send you my lifts, my videos. Uh-huh. Now, say this guy, you know, maybe this person has a bad shoulder, bad elbow. He's not going to tell you that or on the Internet because he wants to be hot shit. Oh, you're right. That's you another know? good point. And, you know, I think that, like, you just – and you – even beyond that, you know, maybe someone just gets really uncomfortable doing sets of eight on squats. But you know that that's going to make them stronger. 
and you they're not going to ever tell you anything but you could just see by the way that they operate and how they carry themselves to the to the bar when they when it's their set that they are uncomfortable and i mean and they're uncomfortable you know this by the video no you i mean that's something that you can't figure out yeah, from a video okay, okay that's something that you have to be involved in the gym okay. to figure out good point okay you know yes. or you know sometimes you know maybe someone's having a shitty week maybe their cat died yes you know maybe they uh just got kicked out of their apartment who knows um that's something that you're not going to carry across and you know maybe that's the time all right your cat died you're you're feeling under the weather you got a flat tire your inspection's up maybe maybe that's a good week to deload you know i'm not saying you know totally change your programming but how, being a seeing a person and socializing and talking and looking them in the eyes, yeah. I think is a value in coaching that people don't realize. Yeah, and and I wish I, I can't come up with an answer because I know that there's a, a ton of people doing it. Yeah, and I I know I know another guy, a buddy of mine, who's had really good luck. Although he and every now and then he goes and sees his coach. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's online, but he does. They're they're personal friends as well. Right. So I know that's working for this particular fella, mm-hmm. but I can't make a decision on how I feel about it. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, I obviously think that having an online program is better than having no program, but I don't think you should be spending good money on an online pro. Like, the value of a coach is so much more valuable than an online program, even if that coach isn't programming for you. I gotta, I gotta agree with that. Yeah, I you mean, know, you've got somebody in front of you. Exactly. So you, your knees are in. Right. You're, and the other uh, thing is, too, so... Over the bar. Hypothetically, I let's just say I've been getting online programming for uh, 12 weeks now. Uh-huh. And I'm ready for my first meet. And I've been sending all my videos to my coach. And now I walk into... But I've been training by myself. And now when I walk into that meet, there's going to be people there. <laughs> you know? There's going to be people telling me what to do. You're going to have to interact with those people. And yeah. I feel like you are not going to... No, if you've all you've been doing is online, if all if your lifting is that dependent on the internet, uh-huh. you're not going to succeed because you're going to be so out of your comfort zone at the meet, anyways. Okay, that's another good point. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say don't do it. Right. I'm just gonna say I can't. I don't have an answer about it because. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not, I, I want to. I want to say you, this you also. You brought up some really good points. Is that I don't think that, I do think that there is a time and a place for online programming yeah. where. If you're in a rut and you just need a plan, your form's pretty dialed in, you know your weaknesses, maybe you've been doing it for a few years, you just need to know what to do the next day, and you know that you can't make that decision. And I can't come up with the numbers. Right, so Things maybe... Like that. Exactly, yeah, maybe you're just not good with... Uh, I yeah. think that's where it's really valuable. Right, maybe you're just not good with numbers. Or you're just drawing a blank. Yeah. So, yeah, and I know this is I know this is a big thing right now. There's a lot of this, right? Oh, totally. I mean, like, everyone's an online coach now. If you can... If you can look up Prolipin's chart and open Microsoft Excel, yeah, you can be an online programmer. <laughs> you can get somebody's program together. Totally. Okay. It's you know yeah. if you got those little scales, you know all you got to do is you apply the percentages, you punch in someone's body weight, you punch in what their last meat lifts were, mm-hmm. you got twelve weeks. Yeah. See, this is a this is a tough call. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I've I've probably written a thousand programs right. for people. You know, I, I was in, they were sitting in front of me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and this is where you know I kind of I want to consider myself a coach per se because I don't think I've got the experience yet. But I think I'm more of a uh, oh jeez, what's the word? Uh, I'm basic. You know, I'm overseeing the programming, but what I'm also doing is I'm interacting with the people doing the program program um, who are doing the program, and I'm doing it every day. You got those guys with you. Exactly. I'm seeing them. I can I can tell when they walk in the door if they've had a bad day yeah. or not. I can tell, you know, when they're halfway through warm. You know, some days you want to rack 135 and it feels heavy. Other days you want to rack 225 and you can crank the hell out of it. Yeah. I, I know there's some success with it. So I guess what I'd say is if you find a coach you want to try, mm-hmm. talk to him. If you get a comfortable feeling. Try it out. Do a six-week program. Sure. So maybe like the ideal situation would be is kind of a hybrid where, you know, kind of what you said where, you know, maybe the person comes in for the first uh, six weeks, comes comes in here, gets some one-on-one training. Maybe that's almost like pre-cycle yeah. or pre-program, you know. Evaluation. Exactly. Yeah. You're, uh, or a benchmark, if you will, where you need to, uh, you got to figure out what the, you're figuring out, you know, on a large scale 
what the deal is with this guy or gal. Um, and then, once you figured it out, you understand that, you know, that every other Friday is a really tough day at the office, so maybe that's a good day to take off and not a good day to go super heavy or whatever. And then you give them a program, and you can give it to them online. I, I personally, that's how I'd be more comfortable. Yeah, I think that that makes more. I think that that is the ideal. Now, obviously, it's hard to uh, it's hard to get the ideal. You know, if you live in, in Timbuktu or in northern and, Maine, and that's or, probably where it's coming in. Right. So, um, I'll be right back. Yep. All right, folks, give us a one minute break. All right, we got some lifters back in the gym. Maddie's gonna put some music on for them so they're not lifting in silence. Shouldn't be too bad. Looks like we're around the 30-minute mark right now. I'm not sure how much of the front of this I'm going to cut out. Um, but stay tuned because I've got the question that you, if you've ever come to Dynamax, if you've ever been to one of Maddie's meets, you've wanted to ask this question. Sorry about that, Matt. Hey, no worries. I got a good cliffhanger. Okay. So we're about we're at the, about the 30-minute mark. Yes. And this is a, a question that I, I didn't tell you about. Okay. But the people want to know it. Hit me with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, and I want you to tell me what it is to you. Okay. ACDC. ACDC? You love ACDC. If you've ever been to a meet, if uh, you've ever come here, right. you hear ACDC. I'm, I'm not trying to pick on you. You no. know, I know that you, you like, I know you like the oldies, but it always seems to be that ACDC is kind of kind of the, uh, if, there's, if you don't know what to play here, if, if there's nothing going on, it's going to be ACDC. I'm going to tell you why. So let's hear it. Because during their era, which is what, the 80s, I think? Sure. I knew absolutely nothing about them. Oh, really? <laughs> I opened this place up uh, 14 years ago. Yep. A couple of the guys liked them. I didn't even know who they were. Okay. I thought, who is that? Oh, that's ACDC. I remember that in the 80s, but I wasn't, I didn't even, I knew nothing about it. And I got stuck on them when I opened in 2004. Yeah, that's just that's, been consistent. And now they seem like a, they're kind of middle of the road. I can deal with them. Right. And... That's it. Yeah, I don't even. I know one guy died. <laughs> Von, Von Smith or somebody. Von Scott. Oh, um, that's all I know about him. <laughs> and I and I do like the the music's pretty good. Right. So you, I mean, when you are, I mean, right now we got you know typical uh, powerless and gym. We got metal on. But yeah. What is what's your ideal? Uh, what is your ideal tunes? If you got if you were in one hundred percent control, you got access to any. Library of music. What do you want to listen to? Like, what 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 really gets you going for training? For training, yeah. Oh, in the training? gym. In the gym. Yeah. Uh, what the stuff you guys do? The Lamb of God and all that. All right. I mean, I don't. So even, you like I can't, I can't believe I know that name. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I barely know that, who they for are. For me, for training, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, is there any like? Is it like you know, Led Zeppelin three? No, or it's not like. Oh, really? That's interesting. Um, I, there's not like. I mean, is there like a specific? I mean, I was I was expecting you to say ACDC, <laughs> but I, that was my honest answer. Okay. I, back then, I knew nothing about the, those those bands. So when you did discover it, it was still fresh. It was to me. It was like wow. Yeah, and it's all. I mean, it's crazy that like uh, their music. So is, is that the catchy. talk? He, he must love ACDC. What around here? They think I love ACDC. Well, I mean, it, it's. I think so. I it, I know so little about them. I just they they agree with my ears. <laughs> So. I mean, it just seems like when you, well, the first time I walked in yeah. there, ACDC was playing. Yeah. It, to me, it's, it's what starts. Yeah. You know? That's funny. And it's just, I've been dying to ask you, and I figured that's, that this was the perfect fine. time to that's do fine. it. That's an honest answer. I, All right. I, I knew nothing about them. And so when you were introduced to, them, introduced to them, they were fresh, they were catchy, yep. they were upbeat enough. You know, that you one could, or two of the songs, I remember that. Yeah. Just I enough. I didn't know who it was. Oh, man. So you heard it here, folks. That is Matt Israelson's uh, ACDC. Oh, it's what, that's what yep. ACDC is to him. No offense to you guys in ACDC. I, I love you all. I'm sure and the folks I, from ACDC will be listening to I'm this sure podcast. I'm sure they really care, but anyway. <laughs> oh, man. All righty. Um, that's pretty much all I had for, uh, for this week. Do you have anything else on there you want to finish off with? Uh, yeah, I got two things if you got another minute. Of course, two. I got plenty of time. I wanted to add, we're going to add a segment. Which is exercise of the week. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. That's what, fine. What, what was that? Uh, I was going to throw in, if you throw one in too, but I was going to throw in the Zercher squats. I saw you which, doing those, yeah. and I am really curious about those because I've never done that. Yeah. They're a great supplement for uh, a squat day or a deadlift day or a day you don't want to deadlift. 
throw those in. Do your squats. Get a squat routine done, whatever you got planned. And then instead of maybe good mornings or something like that, and you, your back might be tired, maybe you don't feel like your back needs that load. Go over and the power rack and do the zercher squats. If you want to see them, folks, I think it went on Instagram. But yeah, I it's on your it, Instagram. It's I can get it on the Facebook, I think. Or maybe it is on Facebook, too. I can link. Uh, I, it, I know it's on uh, Instagram, and I can put that link in here because you do them, you do them bottoms up, basically? Or no, do you no, all? No, that was the bottoms up squats you saw. Okay. Uh, the zercher squats are. Uh, if you're not, if you're just glancing at him, you say, "Oh, he's doing front squats," but they're not. They're cradled down in your elbows, mm-hmm, like you that sort, elbow pit, basically. Correct, right in the crook of your elbow, and you basically hug the weight in. There's a, there's many ways to do them. I know that uh, at West Side, sometimes West Side Barber will do them off the floor. Yeah, that's crazy. That would be kind of crazy, but it can be done. But I like to set them in the power rack, maybe at about my hips. So you or, start, but you start, start standing. You start, you you set it maybe at hip level, stand up, and uh, you can do them on a box. You can do them without a box. You mm-hmm. can do them on a low box, high box, anything you can come up with, you can do them. Uh, I prefer a low box, and uh, there's a lot of different rep schemes. What my favorite one is, is two sets of five and a max set of three. Two that, sets of five reps, yep, max set of three. we do a max set of three. Heavy as you can go. At the end. Heavy as you go for three reps. For yeah. that day, yeah. And it'll give your back a break, but it'll sure get your hips and hamstrings again. So what, uh, I saw you doing it to a box, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Uh, what kind of weight were you using in, you know, uh, as a percentage to what you would be deadlifting, I guess? Well, I didn't do it off that. I just did it off how I felt that day. Okay. So I mean, I, is, should it be a grinder? Should it be fast? Should it no, be? No, I don't like grinders on anything. Right. So, um, the fives were what I call smooth. Sure. Okay. So I forget what the weights were, and the three was the set of three was not a grinder, but I worked for it. Gotcha. So that's how I gauged it. Okay. And that's I think I had two other guys with me or one guy, and I had them do the same approach to it. Right. But it's a great exercise, and you can find them on YouTube or whatever. And I'll I know Westside Barbell just posted a great picture of somebody doing them uh, on their on their Instagram. They did one; uh, they were doing them. The Zercher. Yeah, Zerchers, yeah. bottoms up, and they had the wagon wheels on them. So it was all you know. They weren't starting all the way from the floor. Okay. It was basically like starting from blocks. Okay. All right. So that's another style. It's just yeah. another style and a way to do them. And uh, that I'm calling that our exercise of the week. And so we'll have another one next week. I'm gonna to have to try that because I'll walk you right through them. I've I've never done that exercise. When I've seen that exercise, I thought it was for people that <laughs> they couldn't get the they you know they weren't good at squatting, so maybe they try a different variation. But no, no, it's no, a total. It's a it's just. I guess I I didn't think about it as a supplement to the deadlift. And I was just gonna say, if you you're sumo, right? Yeah. If you want that to go up, you throw those in once a month. Okay, so once a month, maybe you're working with like fifty uh, percent of your deadlift or less. Yeah, because like I've seen you come in and do that extra deadlift workout a few times. Yeah, don't do it. Do the zerchers or something like that. Okay, give your back a break. Yep, and still work all those muscles, and still you're in that position that you can drive out of the bottom that mm-hmm. that you need on a sumo. Are you using a regular bar? I'm using a shorter bar only because that power rack is tucked in the corner. Right. So, I mean, you're just using like a regular 45-pound yeah, or that 20 kilo. Right. Yeah, you can't use our and squat bars. And you wouldn't bars. use a deadlift bar because it would be too uh, I wouldn't use whippy. that because you could wreck it. Yeah. Right, and that too. Uh, and that is probably the best way to do it. I know there's some harnesses out there you can wear. Yeah, it's like a front yeah, mount I tried. There was one here for pegs. a while and it killed my back, so... I'm I'm straight up zercher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, I've seen that harness before too, and it, it does not look like uh, it's a. It, it looks like it makes the movement very unnatural. Yeah, so. it's gone now anyway. It was a front squat slash zercher right. harness. It's basically got like three pegs ranging from correct. the upper peg, uh, lower peg, and almost probably just above the belly button. Basically, yes. looks exactly. like a weird football pad. Exactly. Um, like a like a. Uh, an illegal football pad. Yeah. If you hit the guy, you get you get Kill him. speared. Yeah. Um, I don't have I'm a, I don't have any. Uh, that's a great workout uh, recommendation because I think that that's a lot of that's something that I doubt very many people are doing. I doubt it. I doubt it. It's a great one. It, it seems you, like a very uh, quote unquote you know old school golden age era. It, it's movement. so old. It's new. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? I mean, people say, "Oh, that's old." Well, try it. Mm-hmm. it you won't. You'll feel old because you beat you up. But yeah. Um, the best approach to it is to get some squats in first to get you warm. Get you warmed up. Yeah, you don't want to start with them. I wouldn't start with them, but 
that's how I am on deadlift too. I got to right. squat first. So you treat it as it's it's purely it's an accessory. It's and, a it, well no no it isn't it's in place of deadlift for example. Okay. Because deadlift is not an accessory. True. It's right. one of those moves I'll do yeah. instead of deadlifting. Okay. And I'm thinking I'm going to get a YouTube going. Which okay. I bet you'll help me with. It. I bet I will too. <laughs> so, what what my plan is, folks, is that we start putting the exercise of the week on the YouTube. And Matt, you'll add one too if you yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, so that was our exercise of the week. And I want to jump back just for one second. I know we're running over. No, don't worry about it. We we got plenty uh, all the time in the on world. The tr- online training thing. Yeah. I think I know I know where he stood at one time, Lou Simmons. He won't send you. He'll if you called him right now, he'd talk to you. But he would not send you a program, I don't think. Right. He'd say, you're welcome here. If you can get here, come on out. But I don't think he'll send you a program. And you know what's funny is when I first started investigating. He's a great guy. Have you met him? Oh, many times. Yeah. Okay. Have I, you... to, I, I probably bought the first reverse hyper in Maine from him. Really? Yeah, I met him at Nationals, and he had one on display. And so I went over and started talking to him. And I said, well, when I get home, I'll send you a check. Right, and I think that was the first one in Maine. Wow! And uh, have you ever been to Westside? I have not. Okay, but I used to, at one point I was talking to him at length, maybe once a month. Gotcha. But I just haven't talked to him in a long time. He's a terrific guy. Yeah, you know what's what's He's funny? He's got a new podcast out right now. He does. Yeah. yeah, that's something that we've been using as inspiration for our yeah. podcast. You know, I know a lot of people in here are uh, awaiting the Westside film that's coming out. Yeah, that looks super really badass. That. If you need a little fire and you're at a pre-workout, yeah. watch that trailer. There you go. I guarantee that'll get you more fired up yeah. than uh, Super Pump Max 88 or whatever you're taking now. And if you're wondering about your workout program, watch that. Yeah. Because I saw one of the one of his one of his guys on Instagram or something said, "Hey, folks, I don't care what you're doing. We're still number one." Yeah. You can't their, fight their, that. Their approach to lifting is still one. I don't care if you're geared or raw or whatever. If you incorporate some of that style, your lifts are going to go up. Yeah, and you know, as uh, I, you know, I uh, I like to think that I'm kind uh, a smart guy and that I could figure things out by myself. When I looked at what a conjugate program was, based off of his what he wrote down and the literature that he provided, I could not figure out the right way to do it. And the other thing was that I also didn't have the right equipment to do it at the time. I didn't have the bands. Oh, I didn't have the monolith. As far as what to use. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, because it's and understanding. How you're incorporating the accommodating resistance into your load percentages? It's not. It's it's not intuitive. It's very confusing. It's very, and you're trying to confuse your body. Right. That's why you, the you mean the different bars and the the, the different bands. bars, the bands, the chains, right. the bands and chains. Because you know. he'll tell you this. What's the, what's your worst enemy? Adaptation. If you come in here and squat every week, and you come in here and deadlift every week off the floor, and you do your bench presses out of the bench every week. You will adapt to it. Mm-hmm. The only thing you want to adapt to is not being adaptable. Okay. So I saw you with a 14-inch camber tonight. Yep. You not you didn't use a straight bar. Yeah, that we and wanted that, to switch it up a little bit, add okay. a little extra variety. So, so now you, you dipped your foot in a different pool. Totally. All right. The worst thing you can do is adapt to these moves. Right. You got to get out of the comfort zone. And West Side training is takes you out of the comfort zone. Believe me. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I've got this push-pull coming up, and I have been incorporating, uh, I've, you know, I've got a dynamic day and uh, max effort day for my bench. I bought a bench program off Zach Homel, Zach Homel Power, a free plug for you. It's been going great. I've already, I mean, my personal best was 315. I got it for a double. I'm sitting at about 195, 190 body weight. I, I've done a lot of different things to my grip. Um, on bench? It, on bench, yeah. yeah. And, I you know, I basically accepted that whatever I was doing before needed to change. I, I opened my mind and said, I, that, I'm op- you know, I'll try anything at mm-hmm. this point. You know, after I bombed out at the last meet, my butt came off every attempt. I was pissed. I, I knew that I needed to fix that. And so... That's minor. You're, you've never done that before. I know, but, you know, it killed me, man. I, I was more upset about that than... Who I'll knows? tell you what. I bet you you'll never bomb out. I bet you... If you do 50 more meets, you, you might bomb out one more time. I bombed out of two in, in 70 meets. Yeah. I, uh, it you it know. clears your mind of it. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, now that now that it's happened, I, I'm not going to let it happen again. It, the, you, and you won't. Right. I mean, it, it conceivably could happen in five years from now, and, and then I'll guarantee you it will never happen again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way it went for me. Yeah. Because the first time it, it did, then it, it was, it had to be 15 years later I did it one more time. 
Yep. All right. Wow. This is. Uh, this was a good one. We did good. We're at fifty something minutes. All right. I got my last thing as a thank you to everybody. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Remember August fifth. Uh, get your uh, get your training going, folks. If you're doing the push pull, it's going to be a good meet. And remember, anytime anybody wants to come try this place, it's free. The first week is free. First workout is free. And if you've never been here, you get a free protein power drink. Can't beat that. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to complain about that, everybody? So, quick question on the push pull. Yes. Um, for those who are going to be competing, should you be prepared to bring a singlet, or is this going to be a little bit more of an informal meet? No, no, this is APF rules. You okay. Got to have a All right, great. Yep. I just wanted to clarify that for yep. those who may be listening. This is go on Amazon, go on Eight Man Strong, go on Inzer, wherever uh, Elite FTS. You know, find yourself a singlet. Doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to get your name embroidered on it. Just get yourself in that. Yeah. Wrist it, wraps, belt. Uh, if you're geared, you wear, bring your gear. If yep. you're not, you just bring your singlet and, and your the stuff that's legal, which is wrist wraps and a belt. Mm-hmm. Great. And I'm sure you can find all the official APF rules with the... Yeah, uh, right there. And then, and also, well, I know we're running on, but the W the World Powerlifting Congress has your membership card if you need one. Yep. We don't do, have them anymore. Right. You do, and you can get that online. Absolutely. We hope we, you used to have to we wait. We stress that you need to get it online. Right. You used to have to, like, mail in for it and wait uh, for it to come. I, you, well, we used to have to administrate them, and then... Oh, really? Yeah. So now that doesn't need to happen. Whoever came up with that, I praise them. Internet's a great yeah. thing. So, yeah, it's quick and easy. It's relatively cheap. You're, you're putting money toward, towards a good cause. I think. I think we're a good cause. Yeah. And, and when you come to our meets, you're putting money towards a good cause because we're still doing the Wounded Warrior. Awesome. All righty. So you heard... Uh, what you needed to know about ACDC, <laughs> you're going to get a free uh, nine-week peaking program, which we will, uh, maybe I'll just include that in the uh, the topic uh, or, you know, the description of this. Yeah. If you, you, know, a little if free you didn't understand or you missed part of what, what I said, give me a text, give me a uh, an email, and we'll straighten it out for you. All right. Well, this was a good one, Matty. Yeah. Thanks, we'll, Matt. We'll be back next week. Good night from Westbrook. Take, your, take care now. All right. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> ah.